back to Acts. We, we were studying through the book of Acts, and I want to pick it right up where we left off in November, if you can remember. So open your Bibles to Acts chapter 10. We're going we're gonna to go through four verses today, verses 44 through 48. And so if you're in the middle of downloading the U version, go ahead and do that. Take your time, text your people. But we're going to be on Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. One of the things that we do at Church Project, if you're new here, is, is we do verse-by-verse teaching. And so we've been walking through the book of Acts for over a year now. It's been incredible, and we're in chapter 10 right now. Um, I want to read this story and then get right into it, because I think the message, that, the message that God has for us today has been compelling me for a while. And, I, and I'm not saying like in the last four weeks it's been compelling and urging me. I'm saying for most of my Christian dumb. It's been compelling. I mean, my, my grandpa's sitting here. Are you 92 yet? Well, how old are you? 91? 92? March 1, you'll be 92? Okay. You're doing a message. I'm committing you to it in front of everybody. Okay? So be ready. My grandpa was a pastor. My dad was a pastor. I, I mean, I was just born into this. And from third grade, as far as I know, like, I know Christian. I've been to a lot of church camps. I've read a lot of the Bible. I've spoken at a lot of church camps. I've worked at churches as small as, well, this, and, and larger. And we've been missionaries. Like, I'm very familiar with this world of Christendom and how to speak it and how to do it. But there's been an angst that's been growing in me. Part of the angst that's been growing in me was even starting this church, kind of trying to figure out, okay, God, what do you have for church? Let's try to be part of the solution, not part of the disease. Let's try to figure this out together. And so one of the things that's been growing in me moves in this moment right here. And so let's, let's read Acts chapter 10, verses 40 through 44 through 48. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. You know what's been growing in angst in me in Christendom? As I've been a pastor and I've been a Christian for a long time. Is the fact that oftentimes we eat our own. It's like the biggest enemy sits amongst us. It's like, if you don't look like me, say what I do, and act the way that I am, then you must not be holy and godly. And warning, if you're trying to imitate me, uh-oh. Maybe some of you have been part of a church where Christians have hurt you, or people have hurt you. I hope that's not the experience you're getting here, but that will be the experience you get here. As God makes us more and more like Him. Maybe something that happens in you is what happened in me. Pride begins to sneak in. 
And we take that very thing that set us apart and was holy and was awesome. And that's the very tool and weapon we use to cut each other. Brothers and sisters. I know this is a crazy small example, but it's the best I got. Because I'm Baptist, you're not supposed to drink or dance or cuss or date women you do, right? Something like that. I don't know. I forget that saying. It's awesome. So literally no alcohol. Everything is no alcohol. The devil stay away from alcohol. Please don't hear me say I'm for alcohol. We'll leave it there. But up until the age of, of, of 33, literally no alcohol. I'm not a drop of alcohol. Like God had called me and set me aside. Like, okay, Aaron, I'm calling you to do this. And your dad would kick the tail if you did anyway. So here we are. Like, okay, no big deal. So I go to college. I mean, I, I go through my 20s. I go, I'm now a youth pastor. I'm leading hundreds of people. Like, no alcohol. And I watched something happen. What had started out is like a command turned into this thing that I actually love. I was like, God, you're calling me and you're setting me apart and purifying me. And I want to dedicate my life to you for this cause, this no alcohol cause. And we're going to do this. And that very thing that started here and moved into to like this holy and precious thing between God and I, I suddenly started looking around and going, are you drinking beer? Oh my gosh, you're weak. <laughs> you're a sinner. Shame, shame on you. The very thing that God had used in my life was precious between us, God and me, began to grow this proud thing. I literally remember the day where I made myself go to the bar at age 33 and have a drink of alcohol. So I could no longer say I've never had alcohol because I was proud of that. Christians, Christians, Christians. Church, church, church. Please don't let the things that set you apart as holy between you and God be the things that you cut others with. Allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to move in each and every one of our lives. Like in this passage right here, in these four little verses right here, I want to back up. I want to back up just a second to give us context because we're jumping into this thing, okay? When Peter is talking, he says, while Peter was still saying these things, well, what things did he just say? And so if you want to back up, you can. I'll I'll give you a, a little summary of what he just said in verses 38 and 39. This is what he said. He went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So Peter went around healing and and, and helping people that were under the control of the devil because God was with him. And then it continues and it says, we were witnesses of everything that he did. We were witnesses of everything that Peter did because of the power of God. So he just got done saying that in verses ago, and we get to verse 44, and it says this, while Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. While Peter was still saying these things. Did you grab that? I get weird things out of scripture sometimes. I underline that, and I'm still saying these things. He's still been saying it. That means he's said it, and he's continuing to say it, and there's not a stop. While he's still saying this, how rude is it for the Holy Spirit to interrupt Peter? (laughs) Right? Like, Peter's talking, the Holy Spirit's like, blah, 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 and I'm going to do my thing now, right? (laughs) And so, while Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit interrupts. Nah, I don't think the the Holy Spirit interrupts. I don't think so. I think what happens is, in tandem with God, he moves like never before. 
While Peter is doing and being what God has created him to be and do, the Holy Spirit comes right next and says, here we go. And we're moving. Peter, don't stop. I still need you to say. I still need you to do. But in tandem, here we go. And what are we doing? We're going out and we're telling the good news of Jesus and what he's done. And we are witnesses of everything that he has done. So while Peter continued to do what he was designed to do, the Holy Spirit shows up and great things happen. While Peter woke up and followed the path that God gave him, great things happened. And while Peter wasn't trying to do what others were doing, great things happened. The Holy Spirit moved up, and in tandem, we see things happen. In fact, as we look at this story, and we look at Peter and his life, it took Peter doing the opposite of what everyone else was doing. It took Peter being who he was and doing opposite of what all his other professional church colleagues were doing in his industry for God to move in a new way. It took Peter going to Cornelius' house for God to move in a new way. It took Peter being confident enough in who God created him to be for God to do something in a new way. Are you tracking? Yeah? So Church Project, do you realize in December we have four other speakers? That's awesome. I want to continue to see what happens when we push in to the priesthood of the saints. I want to continue to push in and do things differently. In 2018, I think we're going to see something incredible happen with our little body here called Church Project. Do you realize each week we allow non-professionals and sometimes really crazy people, right, to stand up here and do it all? It's true. Why? Why? Because we are witnesses. Witnesses tell, witnesses show, and witnesses do. We've seen the power of God in our own life. The only reason Peter could go to Cornelius is the only way he could stand up and talk. And the only time that the Holy Spirit, not the only, but this time when the Holy Spirit comes and in tandem moves with Peter, we see a great movement of the Holy Spirit. And all Peter had to do was say, I'll do it. I'm a witness. Let me tell you the story of Jesus. Let me tell you what I've seen. Let me whisper the secrets of Jesus. Let me show it to you in my words and in my eyes and in my action. And I'm sorry you've been beat up by the church. I'm sorry you've been beat up by other Christians. And in this context, Peter's saying, I'm sorry that you're Gentiles. But you know what? This message is beyond for Jewish people. It opens up to the whole world. We are witnesses. This year, Church Project, we are going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to bleed together. We're going to invest together. We're going to share together. We're going to contribute together. And together we're going to lead Church Project. As each and every one of us come alive in the ways that God has created you to be alive, you're going to lead us. That's pretty exciting to me. That means I might speak less. So I'm, I'm, anyways, 
I don't know what that's going to mean. I know that things get better when we invite others to the story, doesn't it? When we invite others to move and pull together for the same cause. My job is to not to do the work of the ministry. What's my job, Grandpa? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. He won't let me get away from that, by the way. My job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Has Jesus gripped your heart? If He has gripped your heart, have you studied His life? Are you amazed about the man of Jesus that you read about in Scripture? Do you have a relationship with Him? If so, then welcome to this body of believers. And here's my question for you. How can we support you in your ministry as you witness to others and live out what God has specifically designed you to be and to do? How awesome that you get to come alive with the support of everyone else sitting beside you right now. That's awesome. Okay. Here's what I want to do. I know it's a little weird, but as you sit, sat down, there were response cards and a pen. I know you'll steal it, and that's fine. Steal it. But don't be like me. I've got ten of them in my house, or more. So, one, okay? <laughs> grab that card. Grab that pen. Write your name on By the way, if you're not getting our emails, write your email on there, too, and I'll, I'll make sure you get it. But I want everyone to write your name. And you can put anonymous if you're like, this is weird, that's okay, I don't care. Um, I gave you the card and the free pen. And this is what I would like you to spend a couple seconds here, a couple moments here doing. On this card, right on the back, how will God use you this year to be a witness inside and outside the walls of church property? How will God use you this year to be a witness both inside and outside the walls of church project? this year. And maybe you're sitting here and you don't have a relationship with Christ. So this is what you write on your card. Aaron, let's get coffee. Because i got to tell you how great you are in Christ. So here's a question for everyone else. How will God use you this year to be a witness both inside and outside of these walls in 2018? You want to let us sit on this for just a little bit. Doesn't have to be super grand. Unless you're Jason or anything else. <laughs> you might be I smile at the club. I commit to smiling at people this year. That's good. By the way, today marks the seven year of starting church project. Woo! That's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> seven years ago today we started church project. Jeremy, that's a long time, bro. How will God use you this year to be a witness both inside and outside these walls? I thank God for Peter and he is a witness. And in tandem, the Holy Spirit moves in this place. Here's, here's what I know. How many of you have heard of Jesus culture? Hillsong? Okay. Hillsong? Uh, 
I think it's time to fast, John. I think it's time to stop playing small. I think it's time for Church Project to bleed together. I think the only way Jesus culture is known in this room, that obscure church way out in California, or the one on the other side of the pond way out in Australia, Hillsong, I think the only reason that that church is known is because the people of those churches began to start bleeding together and focusing together and leading each other and doing incredible things as the witnesses. Now, don't ever say, I want to be Hillsong and I want to be that whole of Jesus culture. I do want to be a people that are not content in pushing into the things of Christ as we are in fellowship together and as we are witnesses in Greeley and beyond. If we can start an incredible thing, church project. The story in Matthew 7, 9 um, is, is about a, a, a son who asks a father. and says, who, if the, fa- if the son asks the father for bread, the father will give him a snake. And our God is a good, good God. He loves you. He wants you to push into the unknown. And He wants to give you bread when you ask for bread. He wants to give you dreams when you ask for dreams. In this room, I guarantee there's entrepreneurs, there's industry leaders, there's change agents, there's witnesses. And it's going to look as diverse as the amount of people that are sitting in this room. Sometimes our witness will be nothing more than a smile, and that may be the best witness we have. Sometimes our witness may be we're changing our industry, we're starting companies, we're starting enterprises, we're doing things that's pushing Greeley and letting Greeley be known, it's pushing the church and letting church be known, but ultimately everything that we do is pushing the name of Jesus Christ as we live in fellowship and we are witnesses in everything that we do. Church Project, I think it's time to class jump. It's time to move from a mentality of thinking we're here to a mentality of asking God for bread and saying, God, give me dreams and let me do and let me expand. And what are you moving in me? You want to start fresh in 2018? Then here's how you start fresh. How will God use you this year to be a witness inside and outside these walls? It's not about church project. It's about being a witness to Jesus. How many of you live in that? got a couple. Weston, good, because you're leading communion in a little bit, so I'm glad you're here. I think we're in. I think we're moving forward, church. I think that God is saying, I'm taking you in 2018 to different places. Ryan has embraced the Imagos, and they have grown awesome. I I think it's one of my favorite things that Church Project is our Imagos, because you're volunteering to do Imagos. Thank you. Thank you for leading us in this. Church, let's come alive and lead each other. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, let me remind you, was the cliff notes of what all of the book of Acts was about. Acts chapter 1, 8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my what witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. House church pastors, here's a question for you to lead off this week for your house churches. How are you being a witness in the spaces and places only you can be? How has God uniquely crafted you to show his love to others? Okay, did I just get through one verse, Jim? Uh oh. That was only one verse. I I want to go to first uh, John 1, 1 through 4. So just listen to 1 John 1, 1 through 4. This is what it says. 
From the very first day we were there, taking it all in, we heard it with our own ears, saw it with our own eyes, verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now we're telling you in the most sober pose that when we witnessed, what we witnessed was incredible. This, the infinite life of God himself, took himself, took shape before us. We saw it. We heard it. And now we're telling you so that you can experience it along with us. This experience of communion with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Our motive for writing is this. It's simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. So that our joy and your joy may be gone. God has called us to be witnesses and to come alive. Don't worry, I'm almost done. Okay? Let's read these four verses, and I'm going to summarize verse 45 and through 48 here. So Acts chapter 10, verses 44 says this, While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word, and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles, for they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people? who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. As I look at verse 45 and verse 46, the thing that really jumps out at me is this. Does God still amaze you? The believers were among the circumcised who had come with Peter, and they were amazed. Does, does God still amaze you? His new thing continually amazes me. In my life, his, the way that God moves, it continually amazes me. And in the negative amazement, I was amazed once as we experienced a flood in Houston, the potential of a flood in Houston, and everything began to shut down. There was no food, there was no gas, and it was on the verge of chaos within hours, all of Houston, and it was terrifying. And it's amazing to me that God holds all this together. And on the positive amazement, this last December I had a positive amazement that still is perplexing and confusing to me. As I sat with my friend and he says, is there anything that I can pray over you about, Aaron? I'm like, I can't put my shirt on? <laughs> I can't put my shirt on because racquetball? And I may have to have surgery, and I haven't been able to do this for a while. Like, did I tear my rotator cuff? Philip, you need to look at my... Anyways, like, I can't... He goes, I'll pray for you. Cool. So he, he leans over, puts his hand on my shoulder, and starts to pray. And the best that I can tell you is this. No, I'm not a Baptist. This doesn't happen, okay? <laughs> the best I can tell you is this. This shoulder, fine. Like, I got punch you. It's going to hurt. This shoulder, I can't even move. Like, it doesn't hurt. I just, I can't, you know, what, whatever. And as he begins to pray over this one, the best I can say is, it felt the same as the other one. Huh. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Prayer's over. I'm like, cool. I mean, I'm not even going to lift my arm. Forget it. I walk to my car, and he walks to my truck. By the way, Pastor Darren Blake, my buddy. And he drives away, and I'm like, okay, I think it's safe. <laughs> Like, 
Now, asterisks. Okay, I'm going to put an asterisk. Because so I can't be like, oh, see you. Asterisks, right? Back to still. We're, we're in here. I mean, still a little numb. Still, still a little, like, not, not like I won't punch you and it's going to hurt. But it's totally, surgery, no doubt. This is bad. I can't put my shirt on. To a prayer where I'm like, no surgery, but thank you for letting me put my shirt on. And thank God. Yeah. Amen. Does God still amaze you? He amazes me. Even the way that he moves is so confusing and perplexing to me. And I gotta believe that if there were a bunch of Baptists in this room, as, as Peter was talking, and his Holy Spirit started to do something, and there were tongues that were flying, they were like, what is going on? And at the same time, they were so amazed. Their shoulders were healed, asterisks. But yet, praise God, right? As Christians, we've been given a new language. The Holy Spirit moves and guides, directs us, changes us, perplexes us, and our job is to simply be amazed. Push into the unknowns of God and ask what He's doing. In verse 47 and 48, can anyone with the water from baptizing these people because now these people that weren't supposed to be Christians are now Christians and God's doing an incredible thing and then Peter goes, well, the next step is get baptized. So should they get baptized? They're like, yeah, let's get baptized. And so I ask you this question, has anyone here not been baptized? Do you want to be baptized next week? No, for real. Like, I need to know. You bring in a trough, and it's a lot of work. <laughs> Does anyone want to be baptized next week? Raise your hand, and I'll do it. I'll make it happen, and it'll be awesome. Excellent. Can you write that on your card, by the way? Give it to me. Thank you. Anyone else? Wait. Let's do it. Thank you. Is there a reason why these people shouldn't be baptized? Like, they were not supposed to be Christians. If God moved, and now they're Christians, and the Holy Spirit, in tandem with Peter, did incredible things. So, let's get baptized. Let's do these things. Let's be witnesses wherever we go. So, our hospitals are going to be different. And they better be really, by the way. I'm just saying, man. Oh, come on. Our schools are going to be different. Our kids are going to be different. Our relationships are going to be different. We're going to start LLCs this year. They're going to blow people out of water. Like, wow. Like, everything that we touch this year is has, like, the hand of God on it. it. I'm not saying it's going to blow up and be awesome. It might go bad, too. We're witnesses in everything that we do. Oh, yeah. So, church, this is the best way I can be a witness is blab a whole lot. And maybe encourage you to live in the church. That's for the viewers changed. That's right. And it all starts. Why? Because the relationship with Jesus. Like a relationship with Jesus is the only reason Peter went from here to here to do this unknown thing that was not orthodox to let these whole group of people become Christians that had never been Christians to have the Holy Spirit do awesome and all started because of a relationship with Jesus. We can all do it this year in 2018. I better be quiet. You said you're free. Do you realize that you're stronger than you ever knew? You're capable of way more than you can ever imagine. 
By the way, you don't need a degree to tell you that. You don't need me to tell you that. You don't need to wait for permission. 2018 is the year if either you living out what you already are or a year where you just kind of stand your own. And in the wise prophet and the wise word of Eminem, will the real sun shade 